This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye baseball, a walk-off. Winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line, drive. This game is over. Goodbye baseball. Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. James Paxton has just thrown a no-hitter. The big lefty is getting mobbed out of the Now, line. here's your host, Gary Hill. Yes, welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Gary Hill here. Great to have you with us. I hope your weekend was as good as the Mariners. As they continue to roll, they break out the brooms again after sweeping aside Baltimore in four. They get the Royals for three over the weekend. The Mariners have won seven games in a row, and they just keep on winning at home as well. We're going to go through what was a tremendous weekend at Safeco Field. Off day today, and then in the podcast tomorrow, we'll get you ready for the rest of the homestand, including three big games against the Angels, Uh, especially from the Angels' perspective. Those are massive games. The Mariners will play the Angels six times before the All-Star break, and and it's hard to imagine. (laughs) There's only the Angels and Rockies before the All-Star break. Six against the Angels and six against the Rockies before the All-Star break is here, and the Mariners in tremendous position right now. The Mariners, after the seven-game winning streak, eight and two in their last ten, just a half game back behind the Astros in the West. Mariners 54-31, and their high watermark, above 500 on the season. Oakland lost yesterday, now 46-39, and they're eight games back of the Mariners. Los Angeles, a game up on 543-42. They are 11.5 back of Houston, 10.5 back of the Mariners right now after they lost yesterday as well. Mariners with the fourth-best record in baseball behind just Houston, the Yankees, and the Boston Red Sox. Yankees and Red Sox, they beat up on one another and right now tied in the American League East. We've talked about that on the podcast from time to time. It's beneficial that the Yankees and Red Sox continue to beat up on one another, and hopefully that race can stay very, very close all the way till the end as well. So great weekend at Safeco Field. Mariners taking on the Royals in three. So let's go through them all. And game one of the series, well, this one belonged to Marco Gonzalez. He was outstanding. Got some help as well as Mike Zanino crushed a home run way up into the upper deck. Here's the 2-2. Swing and a well-hit ball deep to left field. Holy smokes, this one is in the upper deck, way in the upper deck. Three quarters of the way into the upper deck in left field, number 12. On the year by Mike Zonino, 
And I'm telling you, he put that one into orbit. The Mariners with a 3 nothing lead over the Royals here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Number 12 for Zunino traveled a long, long way. No doubt, and Gonzalez did not need much in terms of offense. He nearly got the shutout. The Royals score with two outs in the ninth inning, but he did get his first career complete game. The pitch. Swing and a ground ball to short. Segur to his left. Underhand toss to D at second. In time to get Moustakis, and the ball game is over. The Mariners win it. 4-1 to one over Kansas City. Marco Gonzalez, oh, so close to the shutout, but he comes away with his first ever complete game in his major league career. Marco Gonzalez... <laughs> Walking off the field with a huge smile on his face. He goes all the way for the very first time in the big leagues, and he wins it by a score of four to one. Complete game, nine innings, six hits, one run, no walks, seven strikeouts, going the distance. Marco was outstanding. Ian Kennedy pretty good in that one as well early. But the Mariners do enough offensively. Zanino going yard. Mitch Hanniger, a big two-run home run as well. The Mariners win game one of the series, 4-1 to the score. Game two, that was quite a night at Safeco Field. Turn ahead the clock night. The uniforms, D. Gordon, Nelson Cruz wearing them so well. Felix Hernandez on the hill. The Royals jump out, three runs in the first inning. Mustakas a three-run blast, but the Mariners chip away at the lead. They come back, and they grab a tie thanks to Ryan Healy going yard. And the 1-0 pitch to Healy swing, and a drive deep into the gap. In left center field, this ball game is tied at 3-3. Good by baseball. Ryan Healy with his 16th home run of the season, and it comes with Denard span aboard. It's the Mariners 3, Kansas City 3. How about that? Yeah, Mariners score one in the first, three in the second, two in the third. They capture the lead. And after the first inning, Mariners only give up one more run the rest of the way. Felix settled in into a nice groove, goes five, allows three earned. The bullpen was excellent. Pazos, Nicasio, Colome, Edwin Diaz, they combined for four innings without giving up an earned run. A couple of punch outs along the way as the Mariners take game two of the series. And what was a spectacular night at Safeco Field. We're going to have Greg Green on the podcast tomorrow, too, to talk more about just what a fun night it was at Safeco Field with Turner had the clock night. And then game three was just an old-fashioned pitcher's duel. Brad Keller on the mound for Kansas City. He throws a complete game. He was outstanding. But for the Mariners, James Paxton, and it was his night. He looks in ready, the windup and the 0-2 pitch, swing and a pop-up into left field. Gamble coming in, he is there and will make the catch and that will retire the side. And I'm telling you folks, the American bald eagle has never been more popular here in Seattle since it landed on the right shoulder of a tall Canadian by the name of James Paxton. A standing ovation for Paxton as he walks over to the Mariners' first base dugout that's it for the Royals at the top of the eighth. He goes eight innings, allows just a couple of hits, no runs, 11 strikeouts. Paxton looking for strikeout number 11. The windup and the 2-2 pitch, swing and a miss, and he got it. 
There's number 11, Drew Buteris, swing and a miss, and a 2-2 fastball at 97 miles an hour. Two outs for the Royals here in the top of the eighth inning. 11 strikeouts for Paxton on the afternoon. Seventh time this season that Paxton has gone over 10 punchouts in a ball game. The Mariners win an absolute thriller. One nothing. The final score. Edwin Diaz comes on, of course, in the ninth inning to lock it down as he has so many times this season to get the final out in the ball game. Diaz ready. The pitch. Swing and a miss and a slider. Strike three. Diaz strikes out the side. Sugar with a save. How sweet it is. The Mariners have won seven in a row. They sweep the Royals in the three-game series. James Paxton and Edwin Diaz combine on a two-hit shutout. One-nothing win over the Royals this afternoon here at Safeco Field. Holy smokes, what a start to the long homestand. And the Mariners are now just a half game back of the Houston Astros in the American League West. Mariners now 22-0 when Enwin Diaz gets a one-run lead. In that time, he has saved 20 of them. He's allowed two earned runs in 22 and a third innings, five walks, 40 strikeouts, an ERA of 0.81. Dominant all season, even more so in times when they really need it. Those slim one-run margins, and the Mariners get the sweep over the Kansas City Royals yesterday. Let's hear what Scott Service had to say about yesterday and the homestand and the series. Pretty good bobblehead game. <laughs> you know, not much else you can say. Uh, actually, there is a lot else you can say. Um, you know, James Paxson, wow, some kind of season he's having uh, continues to... Uh, uh, enjoys the moment, and I think today, with it being everything, it was it was it should have been National Pax Day. You know, it's it's uh, it's a uh, holiday in Canada. It's it's the bobblehead. It's Pax. Uh, I thought our our crowd today was awesome. A one nothing game Sunday afternoon. The people were into it. Um, certainly felt the vibe. Um, you know, in our dugout all day. And you know, you're not always going to go out there and bang out 10, 12 hits. Uh, Coming into the ball game, I knew it was going to be a low-scoring game today. Their guy's really good. You know, I think he's first or second in the league in ground ball rate. It's going to be a challenge for us offensively. But uh, luckily, we had Big Maple on the mound, so uh, ended up with a, a W. Uh, great week. You know, really bounce-back week for us. You know, after uh, you know the last road trip, coming back in Baltimore and keeping it up here. So uh, well rewarded. Off day tomorrow. Our uh, guys are looking forward to it, and then we'll regroup after that. He had a lot of strikeouts on the cutter. What's challenging about that cutter? It almost kind of has some slider action to it. Yeah, back when I played the slider. Okay. <laughs> now everybody's got a cutter, but uh, uh, it's it's a really good weapon, obviously. And then late in the game, he just dialed it up with the fastball. He went and emptied the tank. You often see him do that. It's curious, you know, he kind of knows where he's at pitch count wise, and then he just lets it go and lets it rip. And it's it's overpowering fastball. You know, I thought the last inning, you're a little. You know, on edge, you send him out there with 100 pitches, and you don't know where it's going to go. But, you know, he wanted to go back out there, and I'm glad we sent him back out there. What does that do for him going forward, being able to get You know, it's something you got to watch, obviously, and you got to eyeball it. You know, it's, it's Mel and myself and, and Jim talking about it, what it looks like. Um, you know, and he does at times in the middle innings, it looks like he gets stronger as he goes. So, um, you know, you look at what he looked like last outing. He does have an extra day between his now and his next start. You know, that all plays into the decision making there. But, uh, you know, it was perfect. Uh, he needed to have a quick inning, and he did. 
how rare is it to have starters who do get stronger? I mean, you got to 99 against Whit Merrifield in that last at bat of the, the eighth there. How rare is it to have a guy? Who it's, it's, it's pretty rare. Uh, those guys are the top of the rotation guys. Those are the best five, ten guys in the league. Uh, we're lucky to have one. Um, but it, it says a lot to... You know, obviously the talent, but uh, the preparation, what he puts into his work in between starts, um, you know, the consistency. And he, when he gets to the point where he just lets his ability take over and just let it rip is what I like to call it, good things usually happen for Pax. We've seen his kind of confidence level grow or kind of just his mound presence since, since maybe early in the season. Yeah, he really saw it come together last year. He took a, a big step forward there in his mountain presence. It's something we talked about him early in his career, early in my tenure here with Pax as he was trying to figure things out. And uh, he's taken it and, and run with it. Uh, it's intimidating. You throw 97, 98 miles an hour. You're 6'6". Six, six, you're from Canada. You got tattooed. Why not? <laughs> you know, let it go. And uh, he's used that to his advantage, and he certainly is. Obviously, today's Paxton's. Paxton's it's Paxton Day. Yeah, just say it. It's Paxton Day. It's Paxton Day. Okay. But when we look at just value in terms of where you guys would be without one guy versus where you guys are with them, you look at a guy like Eddie, who is 20 and 2 in one run situations. Your team is 22 and 0 when he goes out there in one run situations. I mean, is there anybody who's been more just valuable to, to the, your record? Yeah, you know, it, it's hard to, you know, we've had a lot of valuable players on our team. There's no question about it. But winning the close games, it, it creates the type of atmosphere that's going on in Safeco Field right now and throughout the city and, and getting our fan base psyched again because we have been able to, you know, I, one of these days that somebody's going to get a hit off them. Okay, or pop. It, it happens. It's baseball. They're, the other guys in the dugout are really good too. But you know what it's done as far as being valuable to our team, and, and it, you know it has to be at the top of the list. You know, just coming in and doing it consistently day after day, and you know not just getting it done, but the efficiency with which he's getting it done. You know, it's not. You know, there hasn't been a whole lot of you know 25, 30 pitch on the edge of your seat saves. It's been get after him. He makes quick, quick adjustments. If he gets behind an account with the first hitter like he did today, and then he you know go to the slider. And the slider is really a wipeout pitch, and when his timing is right, it's really hard to hit. Put three together there in a row. Again. Yeah, very fortunate to get three uh, together in a row, and you never know when it's going to come. But like I said, going into the game, it's kind of looking at video looking at what he's done in short sample size, small sample size here in the big leagues. Very impressive. That's a Rule 5 pick. Guy was in the minor leagues last year, just kind of slid into the rotation. He's got really good stuff, located it. Uh, we got a good hitting team, and uh, he, he, he took it to us. It was not easy today, so we're fortunate to get the W. Thank, thank goodness it was Pax Day. I mean, Kyle's toe is looking better, too. Score from second and get the double. It looks terrible. <laughs> it feels better. No, it's, uh, uh, yeah, when Sieg sniffs a double, all of a sudden the toe hurt goes away. So, and that's most guys. But uh, Kyle swung the bat good today. He was probably had the best swings of anybody uh, against Keller. But uh, we had just enough, you know, just enough. And like I said, thankful for us. We had the right guy on the mound today. Yeah, and Gam's been on a, a great run. You go back to where he was, you know, six weeks ago and to where he's at now. Been a big part of what we're doing, you know, him chipping in, Denard, yeah, up and down the lineup. It, it's it's everybody has their day or their point in the week that really, you know, gets us over the hump in a big ball game. So, um, you know, like I said, we enjoy the day off tomorrow. We'll get back after it. A big homestand yet to go. You know, the Angels coming in in Colorado. So, plenty of work left to do. What'd you make of that second inning? I think it was second inning. Paxton, when you had two runners on and no out, and just able to. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, he had the, the long at bat. And he walked a guy to put the you know, two guys on. 
you know, bared down. That was the thing, really, that the cutter stood out, the slider, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he finished some guys off with that pitch, and it was, it was crucial, you know, at uh, that part of the ball game. Then, you know, he just got on a nice roll after that and was ahead in the count with most guys. But, uh, you know, some days it's a curveball, some days it's a slider or the cutter. Today, more than anything, was probably the life and the fastball late in the game. He was so good. So good yesterday. Mariners win one nothing. Why don't we hear from James Paxton after the start? Yeah, it felt good today. You know, I was out there letting it rip. I uh, had the good fastball. The curveball and the cutter were both working, so we had stuff to go to uh, late in the count, getting strikeouts. Uh, Mike did a great job calling the game behind the, behind the play. Has he changed the way he calls a game for you? Um, we've, you know, grown as we've uh, gone on here. You know, we know each other really well. We, uh, Utilize the high fastball a little more than we used to um, because it's working really well for me. So um, yeah, that's a, that was a good pitch for us today. Manager called it National Pax Day. How do you how do you how do you like that? <laughs> that's cool. You know, Canada Day is really cool pitching on Canada Day. The bobblehead also. Uh, a lot of friends and family here, so that was that was a lot of fun. The second inning there, you get the, you get the two on. Is that it's kind of the key there for you to get out of that bear down and get through that one? Yeah, that was a big moment. You know, you want to shut them down right there. That was kind of their biggest threat of the game, and uh, it was good to get out of that without giving up any runs. James, we've been talking your last start about coming out and really getting on the fastball. You come out, and then you start mixing from the start. Is that just kind of an indicator of where you were with your other pitches today? Yeah, I just really wanted to attack today. Um, you know, and the other things, were, the other stuff was working. You know, early, so that was really good for us. We're able to go to those, uh, you know, breaking pitches with those two guys on the second inning when we, when we needed them. The cutter seemed to be really working for you, especially the second inning, third inning early there. Um, yeah, was that, that pitch just kind of come on recently for you, come back to you a little bit? It's come back a little bit, yeah. I'm being really aggressive with it, and I found that that's kind of the key for me. You just really have to be aggressive with that pitch before I was casting a little bit. It was just spinning up there. But, uh, you know, now I'm staying through it and getting the break that I want. So you're still adding a slider? It moves like a slider. I just think I just think cutter to stay on top of it. Still going with it. It's yep. cutter. Yep. How many bobbleheads you got? Oh, I got a bunch. Yeah, I'm uh, had a lot of lots of uh, family requests and from both sides of the family, so uh, you know, holding on to quite a few of them. Special is that? I mean, there's a lot going on there besides, besides pitching. Yeah, it's it's really cool, you know, and uh, having a lot of friends down here. And my uh, my in-laws are here also, able to come watch the game, so it's it's been a lot of fun. This is your I think it's ninth or tenth career ten strikeout game. Coming in this year, you get three of those, and you just kind of take another step this year. How do you feel like you've most adapted, evolved this year from past years? I think just I'm really focusing on getting ahead of guys. You know, trying to get the two strikes as soon as I can, so that I can uh, have a chance to put guys away. Um, attacking the strike zone with all my stuff, and then I've gotten better at uh, executing those two strike pitches. 99 at the end of the eighth inning. Was there any party that wanted to go one more? Or just, you know, yeah, I was just adrenaline. You know? um, I, felt, uh, I felt really good, um, and at that point I was just letting it rip and kind of emptying the tank there. Eddie has 21-1 saves this year. It's more than all the whole teams have saves altogether. You guys are 22-0 when he goes out there with one run. Yeah. What can you say just about his ability to get it done in those situations over and over again. You feel pretty good about that guy coming in the game with one run lead. I mean, 
honestly, it feels like when he comes in the game, the game's over. Yeah. He's been unbelievable this year, and uh, it's been really fun to watch. Do you think, I mean, we're so we're so very early in the season, all things considered. Is he a guy you start looking at as just a potential MVP candidate, just because where you guys might be without him all those close Yeah, I mean, we've won a record, or a lot of one-run games, you know. I think that it's been, and he's a huge part of that. You know? I think that without him, we wouldn't have uh, been able to shut down all those one-run games. So he's, he's been a big part of this team and, uh, you know, will be do as the season goes on. James, has that cutter kind of been a, always a Jekyll and Hyde pitch or is that something recent where it's kind of come and gone? Um, you know, last year I had it for most of the year. Um, I think this year just got away from me a little bit and went more to the curveball. And uh, I just lost it for a little while there. But the last two starts, it's come back and it's feeling really good. So I'm just going to try to keep on being aggressive with that pitch and keeping it going. Yeah, it was fun to watch. He was outstanding. So now the Mariners take on the Angels. We'll preview that in the podcast tomorrow. Right now, it was fun to hear from Edgar Martinez. Rick Riz sat down with Edgar before the game yesterday. And then we'll have the week that was. Just a visit with Mariners hitting coach Edgar Martinez. Edgar, last night's special promotion. It was a lot of fun. Turner had the clock night. You played in the first one 20 years ago back in 1998. That two was a win against the uh, Kansas City Royals. Bring back some good memories 20 years ago, the uniforms. You guys had a lot of fun last night besides the win. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a special night. Um, and, uh, you know, when you have the opportunity to use a different uniform and and um, uh, have uh, a day like that is fun, uh, the players kind of have fun with it. And uh, this time last night was uh, no different. The guy had a lot of fun with it. What did you think when you first saw the uniform when you put it on 20 years ago? Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't sure about the colors. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the uh, sleeveless uh, uh, was kind of cool. That was the first uh, time I used it. And uh, uh, I think it's a look that, yeah. you know, it's, it's fun to, to, to wear that uniform like that. You guys had a great time last night. You're down early in that ball game, 3 to nothing. But this club... You've been in that dugout all season long, comes back, finds a way. You're down 3 nothing. You come back to tie it, take the lead, eventually win the ball game. Your ball club, Edgar, has uh, 25 comeback wins on the season, 25 wins in games decided by only one run. How does this club go about and do that? Yeah, you know, the uh, the, the, the hitters and the, the pitching have done a great job. Um, and... Um, Always, uh, they believe that they can come back in a game. Uh, they stay positive. They're still grinding at bats, uh, and um, uh, the, their approach has been great uh, at the plate. Uh, and uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and the pitching is executing. You know, I think in both sides of the the game, execution is what has been the, the key for us this year. Seems like every time that you are down, you always get a spark somewhere, and that spark was Machaniger there in the bottom of the first inning. Segura gets aboard. He's had an incredible first half. But Haniger with that double, now you're right back in the ball game at 3-1. to one. What have you seen from this kid in the first half? He's number two in the American League and runs bad in it with 62. Why has he been so special? Um, you know, Mitch, is, um, he's a professional uh, in everything that he does. Uh, uh, he's very well prepared. Uh, he does a lot of homework. Uh, he works. He knows what he needs uh, with his swing. Uh, he knows himself very well. 
And um, you know, that's not very common uh, on a young player. He's, he, he's uh, I keep thinking about, he acts like, like a veteran that has been around for a long time. And um, uh, you know, he's only been in the league for about yeah. just three, two, three years. And um, but that's his nature. He works really hard. Uh, he's well prepared. He does a lot of homework, and uh, uh, he has the talent. He has the skills, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch for years. And then in the bottom half of the second, Ryan Healy hits a line drive, two-run home run. Game is tied at uh, three to three at that point. He goes four for four in the ball game. He was 0 for 13 and one for 22. What what turned things around for Ryan Healy last night? Uh, work, you know, his um, his approach uh, uh, was good last night, and uh, he pretty much used more middle of the field kind of approach. And uh, but he work, he 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 keeps working, um, and uh, that's for him. That that's the key. He's also a young player. He's going to have some ups and down, not get too low when things are not going well, and not get too high when the things are going well. So, uh, and, and he's put in a lot of work. He had the talent, uh, good swing, and uh, it's a matter of uh, just being on time to, to hit the fastball and go from there. How much fun is it to be with this ball club right now, only a game and a half behind the Astros in the American League West? It's been great. It's been the, a lot of fun. Uh, the uh, This team, I mean, nobody thought that we, and nobody thought that our team was going to to be where we are right now, but we believe in this team. Uh, The offense is good, uh, pitching, uh, the throw strikes, and uh, uh, it's about execution, and they have done a tremendous job uh, executing. Um, So it's been a lot of fun. It's it's been a lot of fun. We have ways to go, but uh, I have a lot of trust in these guys. The hitting coach is outstanding. Poppy, thanks a lot for the visit. Good luck this afternoon. Thank you. Take care. This is the week that was a look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week on Mariners magazine. First pitch to Hanniger, low and outside. Caleb picked it. Joseph kicks it up the first baseline. Heredia crosses home plate, and the wildness of Castro results in a Mariners lead. It's 4-3 in the top of the seventh. The 1-2 pitch, fastball, swing, and a miss, strike three, it's over. The Mariners beat the Birds here in Baltimore. Final score of 5-3 to to take game one of this four-game series. The 2-2. Strike three called. Slider upper inside corner. Paxton strikes out Chris Davis for the third time in as many at-bats. Paxton strikes out the side in order in the last of the seventh. Ten punch outs over seven. Very strong innings tonight from James Paxton. Well, he told me he might get the corner uh, connect tonight uh, when we started the game. He, he came right after him, right out of the shoot. You know, so it's you know, good stuff early. I thought he was outstanding really all night. He ran into trouble. Uh, needing they, uh, they put a couple up there. But uh, just the one inning, you know, the, the two strike hits he gave up. With hard contact, but they found some holes. Uh, but, you know, the big pitch of the night was probably the, the 3-1 fastball he got in on, on uh, Chato for the double play ball and then worked through that inning. But uh, outstanding. The 0-2 on the way to Kyle. Swinging a line drive. Base in into center field. Gordon comes in and scores. Segura running third, heading in. He will score. Down to second goes Hanniger. Kyle Seeger with a two-run single here in the top of the eighth inning. 
And the Mariners have the lead by a score of 3-2 over the Orioles. A 2-0 pitch. Swing and a fly ball deep into right field. Rasmus going back. Going back. Looking up. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seager ties it up here in the top of the ninth inning at 7-7 with his 15th home run of the year. Seager with a home run in last night's ball game and a home run tonight. And the Mariners don't waste any time at all. All tied at seven. Holy smokes. What a ball game. Hard ready delivers. Swing and a fly ball into center field. Drifting back is Adam Jones. He's there. Waits. Makes the catch. Tagging at third. Heading home is Segura. He'll score. The throw goes into second. And the Mariners have the lead. Eight to seven on a sacrifice fly by Denard Spann. Here in the top of the 11th inning. Holy smokes. A big run batted in. And the second for Spann tonight. It's 8-7 Mariners. 1-2. Swing a line drive. D. Gordon down to his chest. He was playing in shadow right field. The Mariners' second baseman falling down to the earth to make the catch. And Cisco is out as Leak retires the sign in order. And Mike Leak has spun seven very strong innings, allowing just two runs along the way. Here's the pitch. Swing a line drive into right center field. Base hit. D hits the bag at second. It's picked up by Jones in right center. He bobbles it. Here comes D. Gordon. He is flying around third base. Hand on top of his helmet. He slides across the dish. He is safe. And the Mariners have taken the lead in the 10th. He's keeping that helmet strapped on. He crosses home. And the Mariners lead it in extra innings. Two batters into things. It is three to two. Swing and a well-hit ball, deep to left field. Holy smokes, this one is in the upper deck, way in the upper deck. Three quarters of the way into the upper deck in left field. Number 12 on the year by Mike Zonino. And I'm telling you, he put that one into orbit. The Mariners with a 3-0 lead over the Royals here in the bottom of the fifth inning. The pitch. Swing and a ground ball to short. Segura to his left. Underhand toss to D at second. In time to get Moustakis and the ball game is over. The Mariners win it. 4-1 over Kansas City. Marco Gonzalez oh so close to the shutout. But he comes away with his first ever complete game. Yeah, I mean he went right after guys. I mean it just sums up. I mean uh, I know the last couple outings weren't what he wanted, but uh, you mean he's continued to stick with the process. He's trusted his stuff and attacked hitters, and uh, he's pr- more than capable of doing what he did tonight and kept the good offense at bay. And the 1 0 pitch to Healy swing and a drive deep into the gap. In left center field, this ball game is tied at 3 3. Goodbye, baseball, Ryan Healy. His 16th home run of the season. First pitch. Runners in second and third. His pitch swung on at the medium center field. Coming on Escobar. It's going to drop. Nelly won about a third of the way, and he saunters home with the sixth run. And the Mariners have a 6 3 lead. RBI and a bloop single by Ryan Healy. His third RBI tonight. The set by Diaz. And the 0 1 pitch. Swing and a pop up into shallow left field. Gamble coming in. He's there. Ball game is over. The Mariners win it 6 to 4. The Mariners have now won six in a row. See you later! Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.